Welcome to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. I'm Dr. T, a licensed clinical psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Dr. P, a professor of psychology in Ventura, California. Welcome and thank you for joining us. The purpose of this podcast is to bridge our love of all things psychology with our love of all things reality television. Starting out for our first podcast, we're going to recap the newest season of 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Psych in Reality. So we're going to jump in this week and start off the conversation with Devin and Jihoon. So last episode, we left off where they were just arriving to South Korea, and this week, they finally arrived at the new uh, apartment or house that they were going to be living in. And um, I think a lot of people were not happy. So uh, when right. they arrived at the, at the house, Devin's mom, um, Alicia, was very unhappy. Um, she had already been complaining, you know, on the ride um, there about a number of different things. But she pulled Jihon to the side to express, you know, being disappointed. And she felt like it wasn't a safe um, environment to raise children. And even his parents, you know, were even, um, I guess, disappointed a little bit mm-hmm. because he didn't, you know, he wasn't responsible enough to, like, go check out um, the area to make sure that, you know, it was it was nice and livable. And um, Jihoon was really, you know, expressing sadness because mm-hmm. he felt like he disappointed everybody and that he messed up. And um, I think rightfully so, you know, he hadn't made, you know, some good decisions in that. Um, but I think, you know, um, Devin complained a lot about, you know, the place from the outside. And uh, once they got inside, she was, again, very uh, displeased about it and felt like it didn't match up to some of the pictures that she saw. And, like, I can see her perspective in terms of, like, you were expecting something else and so you didn't really get what you had bargained for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought, you know, the place, the inside of it wasn't as bad. I think it as, was not that seemed. bad. Um, I, I think it's definitely probably different than what she was used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it really sparked a lot of sort of concern from everybody and especially her mom about, you know, you know, her living there. And then Devin had her concerns about, again, what we had been talking about the last couple of weeks about is he ready to actually step up, you know, and, and do what he needs to do for them. So what are your thoughts on sort of where they're going? I mean, can we talk about Devin's mother's reaction? Because I found that particularly interesting. Granted, everybody was upset. Everybody had some disappointment. But the way that Devin's mom was acting, I thought that she was about to ask for the manager of South Korea. (laughs) (laughs) That was the direction and tone that she was taking as far as, and she was almost like she was crying like on the brink of tears. So just got so emotional about, about it. So she is one to watch. I am, I, I was already concerned about her reaction to the in-laws and, you know, she, she wasn't really appropriate cursing in front of them. So I'm, I'm concerned how she's going to be throughout, but um, I do agree that Jihoon has messed up mm-hmm. and we're all in recognition of this, including Jihoon himself. Right. And I think like for me, you know, I've been talking about this the last couple of weeks is that he he hasn't been honest 
with mm-hmm. Devin and he continues to to lie to get her to like come to South Korea and mm-hmm. ultimately you know he sounds like he he doesn't have a job right now so I think I got a little confused when they pulled out the the translator app and like that led to an argument because the translator wasn't like translating things um verbatim mm-hmm. and so like they both were confused um, well you know why it was confusing right because he was trying to use the translator app to lie. He, you could tell. <laughs> I, I could tell, and, and, and I, you know, I, when we have more emotionally laden responses and when we have more, um, when we have frustration, it's gonna be harder to speak in a language that is not your first language. I understand that. But it also right. seemed like he was thinking about what he was going to say so I don't think that necessarily the translator app was going to help either one of them in mm-hmm. that case. Um, yeah, because he was, he was trying to, like, he was talking about um, he's going to pay for everything moving forward or something like that. And she was trying ain't to. Ain't got no job. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I think, like, clearly the, the communication there is poor. And so we mm-hmm. know from that aspect of, like, healthy relationships, that that's going to cause a lot of difficulties and miscommunication and, and the whole sort of lying and trusting, I, I think in itself is going to be really difficult for them to, to navigate, you know, mm-hmm. beyond. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see how things pan out uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Do you think that Devin is really going to leave? I hope she does. I think there's like a 90% chance that she's going to leave. Um, and I don't think it's going to last. Like, I don't remember how, how many weeks her mom was going to be there. Mm-hmm. But I know that, you know, he brought up this idea about if you are um, worried about money, you can just sort of leave right now. And that's sort of where they left us in the episode. And so I have a feeling that when her mom decides to go back, that she may actually be getting back on the plane. Uh, with the mm-hmm. kids because they've only paid for was it one month of rent yeah. and so like what happens after that um she i'm assuming doesn't you know it's not she doesn't have a job there and so she may have some savings um i don't know they haven't mentioned that part about mm-hmm. it but it's like you know if he's not working and, and has sufficient finances to support them um after the money and, and Sounds like he's still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, I think she's going to leave when her mom leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I have a feeling her mom is going to push her to leave. So that's just the vibe that I get. Yeah. Mom is definitely concerned and, and she's very outspoken. And so uh, she's going to let everyone know how she feels. <laughs> Whether we want to hear it or not. Yes, she will. <laughs> so... Next, we have Armando and Kenneth, your favorites. And my favorite couple. Yes. And, and of course, another episode where I'm in tears. And <laughs> we start out with Armando is in the park with his daughter, Hannah. And I guess he hasn't told Hannah that they're moving in two weeks, which I feel like is something you'd want to prepare a child for that level of change. Um, But he ends up telling her and she's super excited and happy. And she says that she loves Kenneth. She's, um, she's looking forward to having two dads. It was just such a beautiful response from a child about, this her family expanding and her having another dad around so i I just thought that was 
so beautiful. Um, and then we see Armando getting ready to leave. And, and mind you, here's a lesson for Ji-hoon. Armando is not taking his daughter because he wants to be able to spend time with Kenneth and get the house ready before mm -hmm. he brings her daughter. He wants to make sure everything is good before he brings his child there. So I think that's perfect and wonderful. And we see his sister come say goodbye to Armando, his mother. Um, but unfortunately, Armando's father didn't come. Mm -hmm. And Armando expressed some concern and worry that he's planning on coming back in a week or two to pick up his daughter and he's going to bring Kenny. So I think that will be interesting to watch. And he's worried about whether or not his family is going to be accepting of Kenny and him being with a man coming to the house. So mm -hmm. I think that will be interesting. And we also see Kenny making, so he did do the drive. He was driving from Florida to Mexico about 11 hours a day, which, you know, award for him. And it's just cute. He's really excited. He brought his dog who seems to be on their, its last legs. <laughs> I know. I was, I, was, I, was a little, so I was a little worried. I was like, you know, is the, is the dog sick? Like, is he expecting the dog to die? Because he was like, I hope she holds on so that uh, Armando can meet. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was sad. But he's bringing the older dog and they're just excited to see each other. So that, that was it for those two. Um, yeah, and I think like for me, it, it was it was definitely, you know, hard to watch when mm -hmm. Armando was talking with his mom and his sister about um, his dad and, and if he was going to be, you know, fully supportive. And we talked about this, you know, before that, you know, for parents, this is, um, this can be very difficult for mm -hmm. parents to sort of adjust to that, the change when you finally open up to them about your sexuality. And obviously there's mm -hmm. some cultural, you know, dynamics there um, as well. But I think I'm hoping that with time, his dad will be, um, you know, show his support in ways mm -hmm. that, are, that are really helpful for, for Kenneth so that he can, you know, be comfortable um, with the adjustment. And, and I think it might also help, you know, with, with his daughter with that adjustment as well, if she, if she sees that support, you know, from everyone mm -hmm. else. And um, obviously, again, like she's really excited and, you know, she yeah. says she has to have two dads. And um, I think they are probably the, <laughs> I want to say the only couple that I feel like is going to make it <laughs> this season. I have two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I agree with you on this couple. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how, how this pans out with them. And, and they're both excited and they're all, they're both all in um, to try mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, this relationship can be able to work. Yeah, and, and again, they have a high level of investment. That's, that's really clear. Ending their, their jobs and, and traveling and leaving their homes, family. So, yeah, we just hope it works out. We hope, we hope everything is good. I, I hope so. And, and I think that's a nice transition to, to go into the next couple, uh, Tim and Melissa, because when we talk about sort of giving up a lot of stuff and going all in, um, I, I saw a lot of sort of red flags, so um, I'm yeah. interested to hear your perspective. Well, look, I think this is a boring couple. They still have, <laughs> <laughs> I know we haven't met Melisa yet, and maybe it will get interesting once we meet him, meet her, but so far I am just not impressed, but nonetheless, we have uh, 
the the scene starting out with Tim having his mother come over to help him move and she starts to give him a little advice and it's it's interesting she doesn't seem to have a great impression of Melissa it almost sounds like in some of the feedback that she was giving her son that yes you messed up by cheating on her but she can't continue to punish you and make you come to Columbia um, his mom is saying that she's going to come and bring her best friend with, do you know, that's not going to be good. Mom already <laughs> kind of doesn't like her and she's going to bring her best friend with her to Columbia to visit them, to kind of see how things are going. And so I just think that's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And then later in the episode, we have Tim checking into his therapy appointment um, and we find out that Tim has been seeing the therapist for over a year because Melissa said that he should after he cheated. The thing that I wondered is, first, I'm glad that he listened to her and I'm glad he, he went into therapy and maybe there's other things for him to work on that we're not privy to. But if it's about their relationship, shouldn't both of them be involved in that, like mm -hmm. some kind of couples therapy that they're doing and, you know, that can be done through telehealth at this point in time. Right. Um, I, I wondered about why that wasn't the case. Yeah. And I think like, you know, part of it is maybe obviously I think, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a second, that couples therapy is appropriate to help them get past the infidelity. But mm -hmm. I'm wondering about how she may have thought like you have your own issues that you need to deal with, which require the individual work. And so that's why she wanted him to, you know, to go to therapy um, by mm -hmm. himself. But that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it seems to be, I mean, working, he's been doing it for a year. So that's great. Seems to have a good relationship with his therapist. And the things that they started talking about was that Tim is having some issues with being vulnerable in the relationship he, he definitely feels guilty and um, that him cheating was wrong and he understands that, which is great. He's very clear on that. But then there's this next step of they haven't said I love you to each other since this has happened. He feels that he needs to hear it. And then his therapist brings up this good point that Tim is keeping his job, which it sounds like he can do it remotely. So that's great but he's also keeping his house. So he's not necessarily giving anything up going to Columbia. It's almost like he's doing a test trial or something like that. And his therapist is pointing out that you need to be all in in this relationship. You need to kind of bring your whole self. You need to be more vulnerable um, and you need to go all in. I think she said that a couple of times that he needed mm -hmm. to go all in. And, and he was a little, little hesitant about that. Yeah, and I think, you know, I do, I want to go back to one of the points about, you know, that his mom made, and and I think she, she's giving Melissa, I think, uh, maybe a hard time because Tim is her son, and so I think be, the dynamics of their relationship, I don't think he's been completely honest about sort of the context mm -hmm. of their relationship, and on one level, I think, you know, as a, as a parent, that there are some I feel like some things about your relationship should be between you and your partner and that everything shouldn't be disclosed to like your friends or your family. So I, I, I think he, on some levels, he's making things much more difficult for him and Melissa to sort of heal and move past the infidelity because now he's brought in sort of his mom's sort of perspective. And not that I, I think having her there to be supportive and, and, and be a space where you can talk about these things, I think is important. 
but I think mm. he may have drug her into this a little bit too deep. And so yeah. if she goes on that trip, I think that's also going to lead to some more issues and problems with him and Melissa because I can see her as like, you know, why is your mom here? What does she have to say about our relationship? And so I think that's going to cause some more conflict. Um, but I think she brought up some good points and some of the same points that his therapist also mentioned about um, forgiveness and mm-hmm. if Melissa is prepared to sort of forgive his past infidelity and has he been honest about the nature and context of that relationship that he's had, you know, with the person that he, you know, had this, you know, affair with or, or one night stand. I don't know what the, I think it sounded like it was a one night stand, but I don't know what the context I think there's more to this story. That. So I think like for me, at, given the work that I've done with couples in terms of that therapy relationship, mm-hmm. that when it comes to infidelity and moving past affairs, you really do have to be open and honest about that experience. And I know that sometimes people for a number of different reasons um, don't want to talk about the infidelity and sort of what led up to it or the details of it. And that sounds Mm -hmm. like where Tim is Mm -hmm. right now. And so I think his therapist was saying like, you have to really um, be open to her and, and like deal with these hard questions that she might have about this affair that he wants to sort of brush under the rug. Uh, and move past. And so I think that is going to cause some difficulties for them with being able yeah. to, to move forward. And, and can she really fully forgive and trust him about not cheating if he's not willing to sort of open up about everything that's happened with that, you know, that, that relationship, that infidelity? Well, it also brings up this question of, can you put a timetable on forgiveness? and the process of forgiveness, you know, for some people, you know, when they, their trust has been, you know, demolished, like through cheating or something like that, forgiveness might be a really long path for them. Mm -hmm. And what it looks like could be very different that it could come up again. It could be that there's a situation that makes it arise. And so it's not fully forgotten. Um, So, so I wonder how they're going to end up negotiating that that piece because she may need to talk about it for a while right and I think obviously like you know his mom made the statement about I don't know if she made it a general statement or not I'm, I'm forgetting the specifics of it but about how um women or Melisa is going to like she's never going to be able to like fully like let that infidelity go um mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering like if that is just her general perspective about that or if again like he's communicated something to his mom about their relationship that makes her be like reluctant that she's going to be able to sort of move past it yeah just just on that uh this makes me reminds me that one of the things that i seem to hear from the mother and i don't know if this is the case that the mother is maybe perhaps holding a particular stereotype but she used the word that you know she's feisty as far as melisa and so i wonder if she's kind of having that uh, that stereotype of like the fiery Latina, and I say that in mm-hmm. quotation marks, and is applying that to her because everyone else, all his friends seemed to say that she was a very sweet person and yeah. even tempered in the way that the his mother was making her out to be. It just kind of seemed like it was playing into that stereotype. Yeah. And again, yeah. I think he said that, you know, his mom is his best friend. And so he, 
apparently opens up to her about a lot of different things. And so I am under the impression that he's communicated some things to his mom that has really colored her perceptions about Melisa. Um, mm-hmm. And so that may be why she has these thoughts about her not being able to, you know, move past it or, or be a little bit, you know, fiery or sort of this uh, stereotypical um, Latino uh, woman that it's oftentimes sort of portrayed um, in the media, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. So I think you we'll know, see. I hope it gets more exciting because again, <laughs> this is the this is the boring couple to me. Maybe next week we'll we'll finally get to to meet Melissa and get more information. So I, I hope so. Something the jury is out on this couple. It sure is. So next we have Ariella and Binion. Yeah. So I am excited about uh, this couple as well. Um, Can I say and, something first? <laughs> not to i apologize for interrupting but i just want to call tlc out for trying to fraud us you know at the very beginning of the scenes where we're going to another country they typically play music of that country and they did that when they started out with binium and showing it okay we're in ethiopia but that music wasn't ethiopian that was just some african drums they just i don't know who it's from or what country it's from but i see you tlc I know you're trying to fraud us. That wasn't Ethiopian music. Well, I, I'll, I'll say this, you know, maybe to play devil's advocate that they were just trying to play some African music as in, um, you know, from more the, the broad geographic area. Um, broad but, geographic area? Africa's a continent. But again, it's like, huge. You know how big I'm not, not going to get into uh, the American history of how we look at country. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's a whole nother conversation that could take us way off topic from we what we're going to talk about. But you know, you know what they think, you know, in general, mm-hmm. like Africa is the country. Go back to your mm-hmm. country. They don't think yeah. about, you know, Africa being different countries. So that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother discussion. I just wonder if we're being frauded. I'm, I'm listening to like beautiful music from, I don't know, Taiwan and it's not Taiwanese music. <laughs> like I just, now I need to know. They're trying to but, pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah. Um, but so we, we arrive in Ethiopia and uh, Biniam is preparing for Ariella and her mom to arrive. He's nervous about the arrival. He wants to make sure that um, everything is, is set up for her. Um, he goes to buy some flowers to pick out and, and, and take to the airport, which I thought was a really nice um, gesture. Yeah. So he arrives, he's waiting um, for Ariella and her mom, you know, to, to get there. They get off the plane and um, they see each other and you can see both of, both of them, you know, light up. They're excited, you know, to, to be in each mm-hmm. other's um, presence again. Um, she rushes over, um, runs to him and gives him a hug. And then all of a sudden it was like this, this dark cloud, I feel like, <laughs> was coming <laughs> over them. Um, you know, she begin to like have these mixed emotions about, you know, having the baby there and she's nervous about having this fresh start. Um, he's changed physically, apparently. He cut off his dreadlocks and so now he has a short cut. Um, she also perceives him as like, he's lost some weight. And so she's like, this is a different person, you know, that I see in front of me. So I'm kind of <laughs> nervous about having this sort of fresh start, um, you know, with him. But I feel like they had a really nice reunion um, mm-hmm. He greeted his mom, and, and, and they had a really warm um, greeting together. 
her mm -hmm. mom had a really nice first impression of him. And rightfully so, she had some hesitance about, you know, Ariella, you know, moving to Ethiopia and, and having the baby. Um, but she, Ariella freaked out, you know, even mm -hmm. more in the car ride. She started to hyperventilate and uh, he was trying to really calm her down and, and soothe her, which I thought was nice that he was trying to, again, ease some of her anxiety about, you know, it's a big move and a big transition, you know, for mm -hmm. all of them. Um, but then after dropping the mom off and they get to the house and she was not pleased. And so she had a lot of concerns about, you know, mold and there was no toilet seat. And she talked about the colors in the, in the house being depressing. Um, and so I think it was really, it started to get awkward for them because there was that excitement about like being together, but also the anxiety and nervousness about, okay, did I make a good decision to actually move here and, and have my baby right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the interesting thing though to me was their level of communication and how Ariella handles her disappointment because she was clearly uncomfortable mm -hmm. and she had this really tight, uncomfortable smile. And it was like she, and, and I think she even said this at times, like she was not trying to offend him or make him upset, but she needed to express what was going on for her. Mm -hmm. And they had a good dialogue about it. He felt bad about disappointing her. It just felt like, you know, again, Jihoon can take some lessons from this, <laughs> you know, where you did wrong, but still just tried to communicate and said how we can do better. And this is just a start. So I, I really liked the way that they interacted with each other. It just felt more cooperative and just sweet. Mm -hmm. So this this the couple, you know, along with Kenneth and Armando, I'm, I might be biased, but I think this one is going to make it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I know think, if they're going to make it in Ethiopia. But yeah, I, I do agree that communication wise, I think that as a couple, they had really solid communication and, and honesty. And again, like you don't always, you're not going to always agree on everything mm -hmm. or every decision that your partner makes, but you can communicate that in a way to say that you're frustrated or, or disappointed uh, and then sort of get to some sort of work into towards a resolution and so I, I feel like they were at least having that conversation and dialogue even mm -hmm. though they both were um, displeased for different reasons um, mm -hmm. in that moment but they were able to at least sort of talk through that and so I think you know they there's some hope for them I, I do you know agree with you in terms of the, the reality of her giving birth and staying in Ethiopia uh, for an extended period of time is going to be difficult. And mm -hmm. I think that her mom is going to also be very influent influential as someone who's in the medical field and is a nurse um, that might have some um, factual sort of information to like persuade her that um, you maybe need to like, you know, come back to the, to the States until maybe the baby is older or something like that. But we'll have to watch to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they're one to watch. You know who else is one to watch? But we saw very little of? My favorite couple, my other favorite your, couple, for a different other reason. <laughs> yeah, for very different reasons. <laughs> Although the age difference is there. There's, there's also very, there's similarities too. So Jenny and Samit, and we only get one scene with them this week. and. And we see them waking up together for the first time uh, since Jenny came in India. 
And uh, Jenny starts out with saying that no magic happened the night before because apparently she was too tired <laughs> from that long ass flight as well as having that whole ceremony that was in her house. Right. So right away, Jenny talks about being worried about Summit and the divorce. And they go and grab some tea and start talking in the park. And Jenny asks about when she's going to see the divorce papers. And you could tell that she's upset, you know, and she's saying that, you know, my family told me not to even come unless I saw them. Mm-hmm. And, and Summit gets annoyed at Jenny, you know, I mean, to me, she's asking a very reasonable question, but he's annoyed and he talks about how hard it is to complete divorce, the divorce process and paperwork in India, which I'm just wondering, could they not have communicated about what that process would look like beforehand? Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it seemed like Jenny almost thought that the divorce was almost done or actually done asking to right. see the papers and he's still married. He promises her, though, that they'll get married, and she says they better. But we'll see, and that's that's where we end. Yeah, but what I, I thought, like, so I'm still on the fence about whether I think she will actually um, walk away and leave. I, mm-hmm. I know she's given him this ultimatum and said, you know, there are things that she needs to happen, including getting married. Um, but I think I saw a little bit of hope in that she began to maybe understand or or see that he was BSing her just a little bit. And so, mm-hmm. you know, she made a comment about, you know, having questions about the divorce papers and that she sort of sees trouble ahead, you know, quotation yeah. marks. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe she she might actually, you know, be willing to say if if this is gonna take, you know, a long time, then I'm I'm just gonna have to walk away. Uh, for now, but I do agree with you in that they should have had that conversation, you know, beforehand. But I think he was probably being a little bit selfish to say mm-hmm. that, you know, I want to get her here with me, and so I'm going to say that, you know, I've I've paid the money for for the divorce, and we are waiting to, you know, get the get the papers finalized. Once to come mm-hmm. to find out, as he admitted to her in the park, that it takes a while, and he's going to take her to the courthouse so he so she could see, you know, how difficult. Um, it is to get to get these papers, and so I think it'll be interesting once once they follow those procedures or get some more information about the procedures to really see if Jenny is going to actually uh, walk away from the relationship. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I feel like it's going to take a big mistake or a big act for Jenny to actually leave Summit this time because. she's she's already gone against what her family thinks she should do so at this point she's invested in having this work out Mm -hmm. so you know when you're invested in having it work out and you're kind of going against the grain I think you're much more motivated to deal with more BS than you should so that's where I see her continuing on to this unless something happens like I don't know, the wife shows up, which that would be interesting. If Smith's wife, <laughs> wife showed up, that would be great TLC. But um, but yeah, I think I think she's in it for the long haul with him. Yeah, and point. she's also like she's also went all in as well. Like she's given up a lot of stuff to come mm. to India to be with him. And so it's almost like, you know, she really doesn't have 
much to go back to either besides, you know, living with her daughter until she's able to sort of get, you know, herself back on her feet. And so I think that's going to, that may sort of sway some of her decision as well about trying to stay in India as long as she can until it's like, okay, this, this divorce is not going to happen anytime soon. And so I can't live like this because, and I think she'll use the excuse about <laughs> her family and her daughter really not allowing her to be able to like be in that, put herself in that situation. I don't know if she'll be able to like put her foot down to say, I just can't, you know, be, I can't live under these circumstances, but um, time will tell to see what happens. Yeah. Hoping for you, Jenny. Hope you make it out of this. So, Dr. Page. Yes, Dr. Turner. It's that time in the show. Yep, it's time for the Page Turner. Where we share what we're most looking forward to in next week's episode. So, what are you looking forward to next week, Dr. Page? I am looking forward to seeing the beautiful Brittany with Yazan because it looks like something goes off between Brittany, Yazan, and Yazan's parents. And we see her, it looks like she got kicked out or she walked out of the room. I want to know what happened. So Mm -hmm. I'm very, very curious because this is like day two and she's walking out. Day one, they had a fight. Day two or the second time we're seeing them, she's walking out. So I'm excited to see what that's about. Yeah, I think this is the couple too that we've, I think we both have some reservations about them actually being able to make it. Um, And I think there's so many big cultural things that come into play and also seems like his mom, although she doesn't want to be like on camera, um, Mm -hmm. may have also made some statements that set off Brittany. And so I think Mm -hmm. that it'll be interesting to see that play out um, as well next week. Um, But I think my couple Next week that I am looking forward to seeing is either between Jenny and Submit and um, Jihoon and, and Devin. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, so it's, I'm torn between which of those I'm looking most forward to. I think on one hand, Devin and Jihoon, I think that they are going, they are probably the most drama filled <laughs> couple <laughs> yeah. on the season. And so I think for me, it's just a part of like watching that play out, uh, watching Devin sort of hold Jihoon accountable to see if he's actually going to like step up. And and if he's going to be honest, because I think that's the thing that he has not done Mm -hmm. since the season started. And even going back as she's talked about, you know, in the past year, he's been lying a lot about, you know, having two jobs and things like that. So um, I'm really interested to see how that plays out and how um, Devin's mom like um, puts herself in the middle of all of, of all of the potential conflict I'll say. <laughs> you mean mama, mama, I need to see the manager? Mama? <laughs> so I think that's the couple that I'm, that I may be looking forward to most next week. Join us next week. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. Give us your thoughts. Was it good for you? What other shows would you like to see us recap? Be sure to like us on Facebook and also share the episode. Thanks for joining us and join us next time on Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P.